0: Tonight's episode of the Spinner is Lit Pinball Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Todd Destefani. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 44 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. With us tonight is uh, part of the roundtable. Brian's out tonight. He's a little under the weather. We wish him well and he'll be back soon. But we got Dan and Mark the Engineer with us tonight. Hey guys. What's up? What's going on, guys? Talking pinball with my crazy bros
1: from California and Reno. Look at that. We're killing three states right now. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about in this episode, for sure. No yeah, shortage.
0: Yeah, so let's get right to it and jump right in. Um, oh, and it's January, for anybody who wants to know. It's January 28th, right? Yes, 28th, um, 2022. Holy crap, it's 2022. So it's our first episode of the new year. Um, episode 44 is called Remembering Friends. Of course, um, we have a few people to go down that list. Um, unfortunately. Um, we're going to start with Todd. If uh, you've been around Northern California for any length of time um, and we're part of Sacramento Pinball Group, uh, Todd was a a key component of that way back in the early days, even before I was on the scene. Dan could attest to that, and so can Brian. When Brian's back, we'll get more into that. If you ever went to Pinagogo and played a really oddball or rare game, um, there's a good chance that it was there because Todd brought it. Todd and his lovely wife, Susie, were just an integral part of the Northern California pinball scene for many, many years. And uh, Todd was a good friend of the show and kind of a extended family, and he's going to be missed. And we're also remembering Al Chiak or Pinaholic. Um, he was well known around the New York pinball scene, and basically. Um, 'cause he loved pinball uh when pinball was dying in New york he was one of the sole people responsible for reviving location pinball and uh we also lost uh a few weeks ago lost mark Mendel tort uh you know him as marco marco specialties um you now thank God for him man starting up marco all this crazy people back in the dark ages of pinball could get pinball parts and uh he was one of the you know, the early on people to provide replacement parts, you know, both uh, new old stock and uh, reproduction parts for all our games. And uh, so he's going to be missed. And last and certainly not least is uh, Lyman Sheets. So if you're listening to the show, you know who he was. He was a, a pinball coder. He wrote rule sets, and he was one of the best pinball players ever walked the earth. And uh, from everybody that knew him said he was just a really, really, really sweetheart and terrific guy. Um, So he's going to be missed as well. Um, uh, Some of the games he did coding on and worked on um, are just landmark, absolute, you know, Stone Cold classic games. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Mark. Mark, what's your favorite lyman coded game?
1: I have to say I really like uh, Attack from Mars, just that rule the universe is just so awesome. And what's really neat is uh, you get higher points if you go in order of those uh, objectives. Um, I really like that. Uh, I love the humor in it. It just was a a game you could just walk walk up to and start playing it and know what you're doing. But then there was that challenge to master it and getting to that ultimate wizard mode is a memorable moment. I'll never forget because it's just so darn fun to play that game and equally probably medieval madness too. I just love the humor and the clips that were put in there to really put a smile on your face when you're playing it.
0: Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Mime and Sheets was a, an absolute, you know, he was the kingpin of figuring out what's going to make the casual player come up this game be able to understand what they're supposed to do in an instant and have fun doing it. And then also make it, you know, it's a deep enough rule set and enough challenge to where a guy like him wouldn't get bored of it in five minutes.
2: How about you, Dan? You know, really, how do you not say Medieval Madness? It's 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 the masterpiece. You know, it's it's the masterpiece of of Williams pinball. It's, you know, everything that Attack from Mars is. And I love some Attack from Mars. Medieval Madness is, is Attack from Mars turned up to 11. Uh, You want to go to some of his more modern work. Uh, I really, really like ACDC. I mean, I know ACDC is 10 years old, so I don't know how quote unquote modern it is. But that game has just a fantastic rule set, super, super varied, super deep, you know, easy to do fun stuff and impossible to achieve goals. You know, the great thing about Lyman was he made a game that would appeal to every facet of pinball you know, the, the very definition of easy to step up to hard to master. And, uh, you know, everything that he did, whether you were a member of the, uh, in Lyman, we trust cult of Lyman, uh, or whether you were, you know, I was a little more skeptical. I always felt like he released games that were, you know, kind of empty at first, but he always caught up cause he worked on them for 10 years. Uh, you know, he is, a he is a, a huge loss.
1: His biggest transformation as far as code that blew me away was changing Batman to an awesome game. Uh, I remember playing it when it was early code and I was like, what the heck am I doing on this thing? I have no idea what I'm doing. And I got like 120 million bonus. Like what? Then Lyman stepped in and the game is just super fun. The mini villains was just a complete change over into what it was originally and it's deep and it takes a while to beat the game, but he really did a great job transforming a game that was mediocre to something that was just fantastic. Yeah,
0: no, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give an honorable mention to uh, the first dot matrix game I ever owned, uh, which uh, I think he did the dots on actually uh, was a WWF Royal rumble. Um that game's got a really it's a really fun game. It's got a really good rule set. Um and I know he worked on I think he did the dots on that. Yeah, that he was, was like the
2: display programmer.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was early, it was early in his career, you know. That but is I mean, correct. It, and that's a great well, game. That's a fun game. A great game. And it's really, you know, um, not so much now because uh, you know, with the price of games and stuff, people are discovering, you know, the B C and D titles. Uh but that is a uh I mean it's still a bang for your buck. You know, there's a lot in that game. You get, you get a lot of pinball in that game. So, um, yeah, man, I was Spider-Man. That was another one, you know, it me. Spider-Man was go. good. And, yeah, and- that's
1: a good one. Or is that's, good,
0: I should say. Is good. I, that's tied with me. I can't, I just, when I start playing a good Spider-Man and I go, oh God, you know, this is my favorite Steve Ritchie game. And then, of course I go back and play Star Trek and go, no, it's Star Trek. But I waffle between the two because Both of them are just so good Um, as far as, you know, my favorite Steve Ritchie title. uh, And they just shoot so well, and the rule sets are fantastic. Thank you to Lyman. So, yeah, man, I I don't want to dwell on it too long, but, uh, you know, that guy made it. That guy left his mark on the pinball world, and he's going to be missed. Weird stuff in the world going on and uh, weird stuff in pinball. Uh, LTG or Lloyd uh, over at uh, – he, well, he was tech support over at uh, Jersey Jack. He's no longer tech support at Jersey Jack, but he's still tech support over at uh, American Pinball and I believe at uh, Chicago Gaming Company. Not sure what's going on at, uh, at uh, JJP. Um, if you don't know who Lloyd Olson is, he uh, has been running – um, S and S billiards and, uh, where is that at? That's in Minnesota, right? Hopkins, Minnesota, I believe. Hopkins,
1: Minnesota.
0: Almost. He's coming up close on his 50 year anniversary.
1: So that's right. Um, and he owns a uh, SS billiards and, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm really bummed that I didn't get to meet him when I was back there in college because, uh. There are some good pinball places that I didn't even know about, but of course we didn't have internet back then. So I didn't know what was out there. Right. Right. But, you just had to drive by a place or, or see it in the, the yellow pages, but right. I didn't, I, yeah, I really bummed out that I didn't go to the one in Blaine and the, the, uh, SS billiards. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe I'll come up and go and visit Minnesota one of these days and check it out. But
0: Well, maybe we can all uh, figure out how to get out there for his 50th anniversary. Bring uh, bring pizza with us. Alex <laughs> there you pizza. go. Shout out to Alex. Uh, hey, man, has anybody played Rush yet? I sure haven't. I'm dying to. Haven't played
1: it. Supposed to be getting out on location, getting into people's hands. Pros anyway. so. I was pleasantly surprised because I remember we talked in our last episode and I was like, I wonder how they're going to do the assets and how they're going to do the design. And they nailed it. I mean, they have yeah. all the, the 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 famous imagery of all the albums and the artist who did it. Uh, maybe Dan, you know who his name is, but uh, he's a newer artist, I believe, at Stern. And he did a great job incorporating all the assets of Rush that are iconic to rush fans and put it on the play field in strategic ways that made the game really appealing. It looks fun. I mean, it it does not look as brutal as other board games that we all know, but it looks like a lot of fun and Just say Ninja Turtles, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ninja <laughs> Turtles is too brutal. This one is going to take a little less time to go around, uh, to go around the loop to give you a better shot with that right upper flipper. But that one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can't even blink an eye and you'll miss it trying to get up that ramp. So it looks great. The The lighting is awesome. The, the selection of music, I'm still surprised they didn't put YYZ in there. Cause that's what they're iconic for, but it's okay. I mean, they decided as a team along with, uh, uh, with the lead singer from Bare Naked Ladies, Ed Robertson, he worked with them and yeah. produced or came up with songs that they decided of the top twenty and fifteen matched among all three people. So yeah, when you got you can't 19, argue with that.
0: Yeah, I think it's nineteen studio albums.
1: You know, yeah, that's
0: it, that's a lot of material. A lot for. of
1: material, and every album is different. You will not have an album from Rush. The following the following album or the, the album before that and say oh that sounds the same right they always change their sound and always what amazed me about them is they they had a three piece band and yet they sound like there's five people in the band yeah it's yeah. amazing
0: yeah yeah i uh, rush always hit the mark for me so
2: what do you think dan i'm ashamed to admit i haven't even watched the launch streams other than looking at the first round of pictures which i mean looks nice art's really really nice uh it definitely looks like a borg uh, i'm sure it's gonna be fun all the john borg games are always extremely fun to play uh but yeah i do not have a deep roster of knowledge on rush pinball yet Well, we got, we got shows
0: coming up in the not too soon future, so I'm sure we'll get plenty of time on them.
1: I'll tell you, there'll be plenty of Rush games that will be at GSPF. I'm sure. Yeah, and we're going to
0: talk about that in a little bit, but first, uh, any more thoughts on Rush before we move to the next uh, surprise out of left field game?
1: Well, I'm just curious when they're going to uh, have the LE shipping. I know the pros are starting to ship. Uh, but then I saw on Pinside that there was a delay in the uh parts. So who knows what's going to happen. But uh we yeah. are getting one rush LE here in Reno. So uh thanks to Jason. He's always jumping on board, getting those games ahead of everybody else so that uh we can enjoy them as a group, which is awesome. Um, but he's starting, he's not really that huge of a rush fan either, but he really liked the the layout and the gameplay. And I have to say that the rules are going to be awesome on it. Uh, It looks like it's going to be a little multi-ball heavy, but so is Guns N' Roses and people had a good time with it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rules come together. But when I listened to some of the podcasts from Tim Sexton, uh, they sound like really solid rules um, and a lot of fun to try to achieve different objectives.
2: I'm really enjoying
1: Sex Timpton's
2: games like he really does have a a super unique outlook on rules and it's really nice to see something different. So that's going to be a real high point to this one, I think. Agree.
0: Yeah, I agree, too. You know, instead of doing the same thing over and over again, you know, show me something new.
1: That's right. And yeah, Borg did use a lot of his famous design elements, and some people are comparing it to X Men, which I do agree. The scoop is in the scoop is in kind of the same place, and uh, yeah, I mean the layout is similar, but the it's rules will make it center, different.
2: Center it's, magnet it's shot, got the center mm, magnet yeah. shot it's with got kind that. of
1: a bash thing, but not necessarily a toy. But it still has something to bash to lower the ramp um, on the. Uh, of course, the premium or the LE. But, but um, yeah, I'm curious how the magnet's going to work. If that's going to like suck it in, like uh, Lord of the Rings does, or if it's just going to just hold it. And is it going to float in the air? I mean, in the air? I don't know. I, I, that
2: I have to see. I think my first impression, just from what I've seen in the pictures, is that it looks like the pro is probably going to play really, really nice. Oh yeah, oh, right, yeah. I think losing that drop ramp so you don't have that weird little bash uh, alcove down there when it's down will make that game really, really just have a nice straight flow up the the middle. And I think that it'll actually play really good. X-Men Pro, I think, plays a lot better than X-Men LE. So it's just one of those things where I think a lot of the Borgs, the deletions actually help the game a little bit more than the additions uh, add to it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. We have to see what happens. Um, it looks fun. I can't wait to play it. And then I'll have a better opinion on what I think of it.
0: Yeah. Same here. Well, then we were talking about, uh, before we went, uh, into the studio and started recording, we were talking about, uh, uh, the, the guys out of left field, uh, Quetzal Pinball just today, wasn't it released, uh, their super hoop, which is a basketball theme. There's some videos on YouTube already, some gameplay. So uh, for all the listeners out there, um, if you're not uh, familiar with it, check it out. They this is actually the third title. They're a Spanish pinball company, i.e., they're from Spain in Europe. Um, their first game was uh, like 2015 was uh, Captain Nemo, and some of you older pinheads out there might remember it. It, it, it was a neat looking game. Um, never played one, never even saw one in the flesh. Um, and they only made about 20 of them. And then they did a couple of years ago, they did a Tokyo perfect drift game, which is kind of loosely based, I guess on fast and furious kind of thing. And, uh, they made a few of those, not many. And now they've got this, uh, Quetzal Pinball Super Hoop, it's got three flippers, it's got two ramps, one's a side shot from a right flipper, Uh, it's got a spinner, it's got a physical ball lock, Uh, it's got a basketball hoop, it's got uh, some Spanish uh, metal band, Um, does music for the game, and the soundtrack sounds really cool, the call-out sounded good, kind of reminiscent to me of uh, World Cup Soccer. Not the same voice, but it had that same feel to it. Um, Just a little bit of video. I watched about four or five minutes of video this morning. And uh, it's pretty cool looking, man. So, hey, you know what? Somebody across the pond's doing something with pinball, you know, without making a big noise and you know beating their chest and saying, look how cool we are. We have a wood crate or some other nonsense. They're just shutting their pie holes and making pinball machines.
1: Right you one. know, it, it's making me wonder. uh I know when I went to Expo, when I talked to Rob Burke, he was saying that there were going to be two new companies that are going to be revealing games. I'm wondering if these are the ones that were going to be at the show and then they uh, were not, because these, because, um, yeah, I, I remember him mentioning like one was not even from the United States. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the one that he was talking about. Maybe um, it was either that or, you know, uh, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a
0: lot of small mom and pops out there now. And a few of right. them might, might do well. You know, if you look back in the last, since the seventies, you know, there's almost always been a, a, a Spanish company making pinballs in Spain and, and and exporting a few to America, you know, you got, uh, in the 90s, you had uh, Spinner Pinball. You had, in the 70s and 80s, you had um, Sonic, uh, Se- Sega, or Sagasa. There was, uh, oh, God, what's, help me out, Dan, what's a Spanish one?
2: I don't know. I can't
0: come up with it. But you know who I'm talking about. They're, they're, you know, Pinball, since, since after World War II, Uh, In France and Spain, both, well, all through Europe, Germany. It's just been huge, but especially Spain, and those guys are hardcore. They love pinball in Spain, and they've had their own companies making. And of course, in Italy, too, you had, for years, you had uh, uh, Zachariah or Zakaria. I've heard both. I'm not sure, but they made some great games over the years. Um, pro, both, both of us are probably team.
2: completely wrong.
0: <laughs> pro, pro, you know, pro,
2: it's I'm like it's probably Zachariah or something it like that. Is. Like you we're know, just, just completely th- off base. You, you could think
0: of me as the less Nesman of pinball journalism, man. You know, Chai Chai like, Rodriguez. That's right. <laughs> what are those little Mexican dogs called, Smatz? Chihuahuas. Chihuahua. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yahoo! Know there is another. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Just <laughs> saying, you, you know, if you think about it, though, I mean, there is a lot of European involvement in pinball even now. You know, we got Dutch pinball. Pinball Brothers is European. Isn't there an Italian company that's like doing manufacture for somebody? I just I don't know. I why. think there was. I just can't Brothers. remember which
0: one it is. Yeah, or Pinball Brothers, I believe it is. Oh,
2: so they're they're working with Pinball Brothers. Yeah, and I believe so, they are. Yeah. You know, you, you have this Spanish company. I mean, you know, the nice thing about it is, you know, Europe loves pinball and it's nice that we're seeing some of it find its way over here because, you know, I mean, despite all the Dutch pinball fiasco, you know, and the pinball brothers, uh, highway pinball fiasco, uh, those are some great products. Alien is awesome. Lebowski is awesome. um, You know, that Captain Nemo game was was supremely awesome. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this pinball hoops or super hoops in action. Yeah. And
0: if you're a basketball fan, it's an even bigger win. But, uh, yeah, Dan, you got to watch the video. It, 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 you know, I was watching a little bit of it today. I'm like, wow. Where,
1: like- where's the video? On YouTube? Or It's on
0: YouTube. Uh, just type I okay. know you
2: you sprung this on me. I'm looking over the roll. I'm like, what the crap
1: is Quetzal Super Hoop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was announced on, uh, was it This Week in Pinball? I can't yeah. remember.
0: Yeah, it was today. Was yeah, it? Just, it? was? Yeah, I, I got okay. the email this morning. And I get up really Yeah, really I got the email this stuff. morning,
1: too. And I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, that was kind of a shocker. Uh, another company that is kind of rare, uh, which is a Spanish company is Sleic, S-L-E-I-C. And we actually have one of the, the games that they manufacture called IO Moon, which uh, is definitely based off of 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> without yeah. The and licensing. You,
0: got, you lucky SOB. I saw you posting that last week. I'm like, where, cause I, when you said, I, you said somebody and I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm, I, I'm putting it, cause I'm, you know, going to be out on business again soon. I yes. was like, you yeah, know, I'm just going to floor it and get out there. And then I realized, Oh, it's in Reno. It's like, okay, well, I'm <laughs> in some guy's house. I don't know. Well, what's the address? Bucket, I'll bring pizza. You know, um, <laughs> like, hi, I'm Spencer. you heard my show. Mark's on it. He's our engineer. You can So we play in Isle Moon or what?
1: Yeah, Jason wouldn't object because uh, he's always opening and inviting, but uh, it's a rare game. There's only three made in the world. There's two in the United States, one in in Europe, and he has one of them. So it's very rare. Uh, It's fun to play, too. It's different because the code is actually in Spanish. So you're like you're learning Spanish while you're playing it. (laughs) It's pretty funny, but uh, it's a good game. It, it shoots well, and uh, it, it definitely uh, likes to use the 2001 Space Odyssey music. That sometimes can get a little annoying if it keeps playing over and over again. But uh, you know, that's the way it was in those 90s games. Anyway, they kept yeah. looping the same songs over and over again. You know, it's funny you just
0: reminded me, talking about the 2001 Space Odyssey theme music. You just reminded me when I saw Rush. That's the music they used to open their. They were like when they came on stage, they played that music. Oh, from, cool! Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, you know, at the at the you know pinnacle of of that that classical piece, then they started up with uh, their set. So nice, um,
1: yeah. So, six degrees of separation, man. You know, yeah. I have to see what this is like. I mean, I don't know who's gonna get it because we don't know anything about it, and it's a new company. But it it looks pretty cool, and and the shots look nice. Um, but I have to watch the video. I just only saw the announcement, but so I got to check out the video.
0: Yeah, it looks good. I mean, like I said, it's, it looks like a good layout and, uh, it's got a physical ball lock, which, uh, you know, I, wow. I mean, it's you know, cause you don't see that a lot. You did sometimes, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just it's it's it looks like a pretty well fully featured game, metal ramps. I mean, it looks like a well built game.
1: So, so we'll basically we have a game that came out from an unknown company where we had another game that should have came out for three years and nothing. So hats off to that new company. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I don't know, I haven't played it yet, so I'm not gonna give them any credit.
1: Yeah, true but at least they produce a machine, right? There
0: you go. They produce they produce 3 machines, okay? Very small numbers, but they produce 3. You so know. um so, you know, they're they're the real deal
2: to a point. I'm not going to be a believer no. until Fathom Remake is showing up in homes. There you go. But that
0: that's <laughs> uh yeah, that's Australian. So yeah,
1: but uh yeah. Oh, haggis, um, yeah. I but well, I they're they're coming. They're they're coming. They they're dumbest Celts. They're they're done with that. So, uh, we got, uh, actually they were just asking for full payments. So they're manufacturing right now. So we should be getting one in Reno. I'm hoping within the next three or four weeks. Cool. So, well, we won't have to wait to have games drop in our home
0: too much longer because we can play them on location or at all That's the right. upcoming, all the upcoming shows, shows are back, ladies and gentlemen. All uh, right. In spite of the zombie apocalypse and the end of the world. And Spencer, what show are you talking about? Well, I, there's, I have a few, but in particular, the golden state pinball festival at the beautiful Lodi great festival fairgrounds in sunny Lodi, California, this May 13th through 15th, 2022 three day weekend passes, 60 bucks, $30 for 13 and under a two day pass. Saturday only 45 bucks, 20 for 13 and under. And a one day Saturday only is 30 bucks, 15 for 13 and under. And a one day pass for Friday or Sunday is 20 bucks, $10 for 13 under active military with ID half price. Um, so, oh, and they also have a, a full on tournament, but just go to the website. It's uh, goldenstatepinball.org golden state And you can look that up. Um, right now as of right now there's no games listed uh they don't have the sign up for the volunteers yet they just revamped all the uh the website so you know the uh, but as of right now as of the airing of this podcast on January 28th 2022 Golden State Pinball Festival will be back uh, from a long hiatus since the 2019 show
1: Yay! Woo-hoo. I can't so, wait. That's going to be. It is an amazing show. I mean, I've gone to a lot of pinball shows. I've been to the Expo. I've been to TPF. But Golden State is where you get to play all the games that you don't play at any other shows.
2: It There's is no going doubt about it
1: to be spectacular. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the best best pinball show, and I'm being biased. I don't care. It's it's so much fun. The three rooms of pinball, you get every, you get best of everything. You get the EMs, you get the solid States and you get the newest games and you get Stern or Marco to represent. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. I the mean, pirate. I don't want to,
2: yeah, yeah, I don't want to over promise because, you know, I'm sure this year it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be special. You know, we're, we're just getting back to it, but if uh, if everything works the way that it's supposed to work, you know it will not be a diminished experience. Everyone is going to be extremely happy, and we're going to have some great stuff. Awesome.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, the pinball pirate Chris Kuntz, will be there. You know, I mean, all the all the you know California distributors. Hopefully, you know, in past shows we've had a Pacific Pinball Museum. You know, no promises. I don't know what's going to happen, but. I think everybody's itching for a good pinball show, you know? So it should be pretty darn special.
1: And Camp Silver Silverball. Yeah. That's the you, highlight of the place. Yeah,
0: And if you had made reservations back in 2019 for the 2020 show or early 2020, they're holding those over. So everybody's already had reservations. Um, but, you know, watch the website because some people are going to cancel out. That's been a couple of years now. So some people will cancel out. But anyway, go to goldenstatepinball.org. Uh, Keep keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, new information will come in. So you want to keep checking that frequently. And uh, the Texas Pinball Festival after a long hiatus. Remember when the when the COVID monster showed up, it was literally like two weeks or less until the Texas Pinball Festival. And they
2: were the first ones to catch it in the face. Yeah. That's and they right. caught it hard
0: because I mean, all the hotel rooms were sold out, the vendors, all the, the guests were, you know, they'd already, you know, everything was all, I mean, people had their plane tickets They you know, people had their bags packed like, Hey, nine days, man, we're going to the TPF. No, we're not. Cause the end of the world just showed up. So, <laughs> um, you know, and so, yeah, they, they took, uh, the biggest front of that bigger than any other pinball show, probably, you know, because it just dropped right in their lap
1: just days before showtime. And um, ironically, the last show that happened before the COVID pandemic kicked in was InDesk. That was the last pinball show I went to uh, since then. Uh, of course, I got to go to Expo now, but as far as a long hiatus for all the other shows that got canceled Indisc was the last one that, uh, I attended before it all hell broke loose.
2: Right. Yeah, and the, that the was last, like- the last original in disc.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true. <sighs> that's, yep. that's
1: right. At the museum of pinball, at that's the museum right. of pinball and banning. Yep. That's
0: right. Um, so that's uh Texas pinball festival is a go as of right now. Um, and, uh, Um, Without getting too much into the news, I'm not really not paying that much attention. I'm hiding in my dungeon all the time here in, you know, God's country. Uh, But it's March 25th through 27th at the Embassy Suites Hotel at the Frisco Convention Center in Frisco, Texas. And you can visit their website. And if you're not going to be able to make it, you can buy swag um, and support these guys. Because they do, you know, in the pinball universe, they're doing the Lord's work, man. So support them. Um so it's Texaspinball.com. really simple. So uh, go to that show because I hear it's a good one, or if you can't make the show, buy a T-shirt, buy a coffee mug, buy some hand sanitizer, buy a poster. you know?
1: Support and another great important. thing to visit in Frisco is the uh, video game museum. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. That's really cool to see. I went to go and and did a side trip and check that out and it it has great exhibits and it really brings back memories of the old game systems we used to play when we were little. Nice. I had no idea that even existed. Thank you. Yep.
0: And then uh, this one, it doesn't get as much uh, airplay, but uh, I I know one of the organizers a little bit. We talk online. He's a good dude. Uh, ZapCon in uh the suburb of phoenix mesa arizona and that's april 30th through may 1st at the mesa convention center in uh, mesa arizona and uh i gotta look up zapcon because i uh i looked it up before so i can tell you zapcon.com and uh it's uh pinball and arcade games so um you no. Know, so it's, it should be a lot of fun. So. I didn't even know
1: there was a pinball show in, in, uh, in Arizona. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's good to know.
0: It's, yeah. It's, it's like Arizona's version of, uh, California extreme basically.
2: From what I when, okay. is, when is that Spencer? Uh, that is April
1: 30th through May 1st. There you go. Sounds like a good one. And then so, the other uh, one is Northwest, right? That's in Northwest uh,
0: show. And that's right. after. And there's other shows too. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I just, I grabbed those up. Cause like, okay,
1: we're having the ones coming up.
0: Well, yeah. we also, I think the Soon. Midwest show and, and you know what, next episode or maybe on the web's our our uh, Facebook page, I'll post other stuff too. Uh, the Northwest show is usually about two, three weeks after Golden State. Uh, so it's usually like right around June 1st. June. Right.
2: Yeah. Have they so, announced that they are on? um hold on uh june 3rd
0: through june 5th june 5th 2022 um
2: they say they're back they're they're playing man so i've i've been to a couple of those that is a great show it's all indoors Which compared to you know our shows, which are you know quasi you know outdoors, you know if they're in more rural places. It's really nice. It's really cool. The lighting's super wonderful. It's on like the third floor of a convention center, so it's always really weird to be playing hundreds of pinball machines upstairs. You know, great machines, nice people. It's in Tacoma. Tacoma's a Tacoma. Yeah, that's what place. I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, it's it's it's
1: well worth making your way out to. So I heard good things about it. They have a really good pin golf tournament that I always hear from Jeffrey. He always tells me, oh, you got to come up and they got the best pin golf tournament up there. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. The tournament scene up there is like
2: super legit. Right. And they always have really good junk tables, too. If you want to buy some uh, video game or pinball parts, always a really good selection. Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah, uh yeah, you you know Dan, you told me, you know, the few times you went, you said just an amazing show. I've talked to some other of our local crew that's been at least once and they are like, ah oh, yeah, man, it's worth checking out. So the the website's under reconstruction right now. It's got a little bit of information, but um just you know, bookmark these pages, folks, and uh and keep uh keep uh you know, keep listening because uh, you know, there's the shows are back, man. Pinball is, you know, still with us. And speaking of websites,
2: yet. please, please, please go check out the new Golden State Pinball Festival website. GoldenStatePinball.org. It is awesome. It is awesome. So I didn't check it out yet. I'm excited to see it. Go see cool. it. It'll blow your mind. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. It will. Um, Mark.
0: Dan, what's going on in your areas? Who wants to go first? Mark, I mean, uh, Dan, go. Uh, what's going on in pinball in your area? Location, play? Well, here's what's ha- the, what's thing. the haps?
2: There's nothing going on in my area. We've restarted league. You know, we're doing league at the usual places. But in Mark's area, I did get out there, and I did get to go to the all-new press start. And I've got to admit, uh, if, if anything, Mark, you, you under, you undersold that place to me. If, if you like video games or if you like pinball, I mean, it is heaven. Uh, it's got, you know a humongous selection of classic arcade games it's got just a super selection of pinballs uh and they're all priced i mean i don't know if it's their normal pricing if they're going to move them but you know being able to walk in there play the brand new not even released cactus canyon remake for
1: 50 cents a game 50 cents for every game i asked john amazing. about that amazing yep, you know it's 50 cents from here on out, he yeah. wants to keep it fifty, and it's so easy then because it's like, oh, great! I don't have to pay a dollar for this game, and I'm done. You know, before you know it, and you know yeah. what?
2: I'll I'll drop in probably three times as much money, you know, because exactly. it's just like it feels like a good deal, right? Um, they've got tables where you can play classic games uh, and modern games and VR, and they've got a remote control Mario Kart racetrack. They got a full bar next door. Um, They got a chicken place coming in, but one of the best things about it, and I know this isn't related to uh, Press Start, but it's right next door to Brothers Barbecue, which just kicks ass. I mean, (laughs) it is the perfect destination. If you get to Reno, you want a bite to eat, and you got a couple hours to kill, you got to go find find the new Press
1: Start. Um, I had a really nice time. And I'm bummed out. I missed you when you were here. I wish I would have known. I would have come and met you. Uh, but uh, you were already had to get going back home. But it was uh, it was really exciting to see it open uh, around New Year's, and uh, we had already a tournament there. Uh, we had the Ice Raiders that uh, came, and they sponsored our tournament. And we actually had some people from the Ice Raiders play in the tournament, <laughs> oh, and right. it was it was really fun. It was a great time. And what's awesome about Press Start is that it is open to families before seven o'clock. So, and of course, the weekend is probably uh, open a little earlier. But uh, it's eleven o'clock every time it opens, uh, and then probably till like midnight or so. And then on the weekends, it's open till two. Um, but families are allowed to be in there because the bar is separate from the arcade. So if we ever have tournaments, we can just have the bar closed and everybody can still hang out in the arcade area and not worry about any problems with, um, you know, liquor license and all that other stuff. Um, uh, they can all participate, uh, as a family. So what Dan was saying, this is a destination So when people come to visit Reno or they go skiing or whatever, and they want to look for something to do, they can take their family and go over to press start and have just the best time ever. Right on. I love it.
2: Yeah. In fact, the next time that you come to town, we really should make a field trip to Reno. Absolutely.
0: You know, I want to, I would love to, um, I don't know if it's going to happen this next trip. Um, I'm going to be in town for a few days. and, and, but I, you know, and I don't want to, I'm going to pop in and say hi to people. Um, But I've got a lot of stuff on, you know, I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. So, uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it's right. kind of play it by ear and depending on, you know, h- how quickly I can get a lot of stuff accomplished. Um, You know, that's why I would try to keep it open. But d- I definitely want to do that, Dan, especially if the weather's good. We'll see how, you know, are the road's going to be open because I'm flying. You know, I'm not going to drive again until spring or summer I might drive or probably, well, for Golden State
2: will probably be the first time I drive back. The uh, correct answer is just, yes, we'll have to do that. Yes, we'll have to do that. And, and I, want to, I want
0: to do that. So there you go. And well, you had me at barbecue, pinball and barbecue.
2: I'm telling you, yeah. man, that brother's barbecue.
1: The chicken place is the same owner of, of brother's barbecue. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, so I can't you got the best a, of both worlds.
2: Yeah. I can't uh-huh. imagine. It won't be just unbelievable.
1: Right. And uh the other thing about Press Start is the games are immaculate. You got Kevin there working there and Jim. And I'll tell you something, those games always work. And if something is reported, it's fixed the next day. It's amazing how well those are maintained. Yeah, they were
2: they were wrenching on games while I was there and pretty much everything was was up and running. I mean, which again, with a lineup that size, you would expect some things to be offline you know, everything was, was online and ready to play, you know? And I mean, you know, you're not even talking about just like, oh, well they had a cactus canyon and a bunch of, you know, kind of beater games. I mean, no, man, they had cactus, they had medieval that attack from Mars. They had JP guns and roses. They had, you know, twilight zone and Adam's family and just everything, everything that you'd, you know, like just an amazing lineup of games. And then, you know, for Classic arcades. I mean, everything you'd ever want to see: Pac-Man, Dig Dug, um, you know, Donkey Kong, Air Hockey, uh, Terminator, just everything that you'd want to play, man. Just it is, and
1: an American laser game where you have like a shootout. Yeah, like a mad oh, dog, cool. like a Mad Dog McCree, like, like, like kind of like a Mad Dog McCree. You know, yep. uh, yeah, just you know,
2: you can't you can't beat that place for Me. for being uh, an old school arcade. You, you know, don't I, see a I lot love, of old laser games. Yeah, I and, love play. What Playfield seventy six is a great place, and the, you know, I think we talked about it before. It's it's a very loungy kind of club. It's a loungy like. place. Yep
1: yeah, for younger for younger students uh, at UNR, it's a hangout.
2: You know, this and is
1: this is an arcade, not a bar. This is an arcade. It's this not is a barcade. an arcade. It an has arcade. a bar attached.
2: Uh, and you can get a drink, but I mean, this is an arcade and I, I, it, it appealed to me cause I'm, I'm an arcade rat at heart and it is very much, it is very much an old school arcade. It's what you want to see. So please, if you're in Reno, it's worth spending some money at these guys love what they're doing. They love the people who love these games and uh, they want you to enjoy them. What'd you think when you walked in with the floor, isn't the floor just Awesome! Oh, the the entire ambience of the place is great. The lighting is yeah. fantastic. the 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 floors are you know they're all, you know everything is everything is themed. Like there's everything nothing in there. Themed. There's nothing yes. in there that that does not scream you know what it's supposed to be and does not set set up the ambience of the place. The only fail that they have at this point, and I know it's coming, but they're having some trouble with, uh, with the permits and whatnot, is they, they need to get a sign on that building.
1: They need a sign, but it doesn't really matter because everybody knows about it. So everybody's there anyway. It's I mean, the, I've been it's, there and it's, it's been the
2: tradition. They just don't put signs on their buildings.
1: No, it's just word of mouth. And uh, before you know, you walk in and there's like 50 people in the, in the establishment. Like yeah, a, it's really, it's really awesome. It's but a just, big neon sign oh, man. would set that place off, man. I totally agree with you, Dan. I totally agree with you. And you're right. It is, it all has to do with permits right now and the what? city. <laughs> You know,
0: what's good. It's just like when I, you know, when I moved to Sacramento 10 years ago, Sacramento was a pinball desert. Now you could drive an hour and a half, two hours to the Bay area. And pinball was glorious there on location. Um, now even then, 10 years ago, uh, home collections in Sacramento were off the chain even then. Um, but on location was crap. And then about five years ago, Coin Op opened other locations like last three or four years. Sacramento's exploded. I see the same thing happening with Reno in the last two to four years, two to three years, where they're really getting a solid, uh, you know, group of good, dedicated locations, dedicated people, and in, in the community at large, and especially the pinball community is supporting it, and it's great to see. I'm uh, just getting starting to get my feet in you know, dipping a toe in the water here in Wyoming, um, met, uh, a, a local pinhead who, uh, named him Matt and his lovely wife, Jess shout out to you guys. Um, and we're working right now. He's getting, you know, he knows all the other locals and trying to get people together, just kind of trying to get a date right now where we can all be in the same room at once to put together like a little league and talk with the local route ops. And, uh, maybe get a location or three going. So, it's um we're we're getting started. I'm finding more and more games on location every time I go out and I'm uh, posting them to Pinball Map. So, we're you know, we got a ways to go here, but we're going to get something going cuz Cheyenne down the road has got a real solid pinball community there. We just need to get a get everybody on the same page here in Casper.
1: That is great, um Dan. One last thing about press start. What did you think of the arrangement of the machines? Did you like the horseshoe?
2: Yeah, it worked. you know it worked it, yeah it's it's really, really nice. I mean, one thing I will say is when I was there, it was not very crowded which is really, really nice. So it would be hard to see like how that arrangements of games would work if there were like a ton of people smushed around them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that like you know, for the time of day that I was there, yeah, there was, there was no problems. Everything was, was it's, it's just, you know, they really did a good job laying it out. It's, it's, tight and there's a lot of machines but it's spaced out enough that i don't think that even if it was crowded you would be uh you wouldn't have elbow room right i mean i know that we've all been to those arcades where they just have so damn many games that they're almost you know stacked on top of each other and you've been to arcades where it's like they're struggling to make the place look full i mean these guys really have it nailed right they have just the right amount of games and just the right amount of space Right.
1: And it does get a little crowded uh, if you don't space out the games for league or or we haven't started league yet, but for like tournaments and stuff. But at the same time, you got a lot of space uh, in front of the machines in, in that area where you can sit down and congregate without being in the way of the player. And that's what I like because the machines are in its own separate space on the arcade floor and they're not mixed in with the video games, which I love. Right yeah on. pinball definitely needs its own space yep for sure
0: you know you guys brought up a, a you made me think of something else uh because i don't think we um i i think we well we recorded after after it happened i just didn't bother to ask man we talked about it off air um i don't know i think you went mark i know you were there dan um pretty sure you were there uh the black friday tournament this year you guys both went
1: to that right uh, Dan did not make it. I I don't believe, right? You weren't, you didn't make it that time at the black Friday tournament. Is that correct? To Hosiers. I don't remember. I think I did. I... No, you were there. Cause I remember you and I talked. Oh, okay. I was there. Yes. I know. I was there, but I don't think Dan made it. It feels like black Friday was like infinity ago.
2: No, I, I didn't. I didn't make it. I was sick.
1: You oh that right. you you
0: that's you right. were sick yeah that's uh, right. yeah I was boy, sick. I tell you yeah. What, I was sitting home in my jam music, you know, uh day after Thanksgiving going, cursing the universe going, yeah, I moved four states away, and now he decides to have the Black Friday tournament again,
1: God, that's my that was my I favorite. love black friday tournament it was it was a blast, I had a great time, and uh, such uh a great it's worth tournament. it's worth driving from reno to to play in the tournaments, and he only has it quarterly, so. Um, well, he only has the Black Friday tournament once a year, but yeah, Black Friday is yeah. the winner. Right, right. Winner tournament. There's the Roll
0: for Initiative. And then uh, I forget the other one, but uh, yeah, all good. Like the
1: pin golf or the pin He has a pin golf, pin golf one. He did a bowling right. one. And I wish I would have tried that, that out.
0: That was fun. Uh, the pin golf yeah. was fun. I like pin golf. The bowling one was fun. Yeah. Roll for Initiative. It was, always good, but yeah, uh, it was it,
1: just it, great to see everybody from Sacramento again because yeah. it was so well, long. Shout out to Michael Hosier, the commish. Uh, of huge the, shout out to Michael. Yeah, he always capital is quarter in, pinball uh, league. He always invite is inviting. So yeah.
0: So you know who showed up? One. Uh, it, this is uh, I'll segue and then we'll move on to our next topic. Um, it's so weird because it's coming up on the fifth anniversary of the passing of Steve Charland, and uh, we were at his memorial. On a Saturday in March. Yeah, uh, no, March, right? It was March, I believe. And, uh, I, you know, it, it was enough time to pass. It might have been April, but you get the idea. And the next day, for somebody, like, for some odd reason, the tournament was on a Sunday, not a Saturday. So I show up at the tournament the next day. And who shows up at the tournament? Um, oh, God, I just threw a blank now. Um, <laughs> Neil Schatz shows up. Cause he was living and working in Reno at the time. He may still be, I don't know. And he was just the nicest guy. We were just talking. I was, I was actually showing him because he had, you know, he he kept up on pin side and knew of Steve and I was showing him, you know, pictures of the memorial stuff. He's like, Oh wow, man. He goes, you know, it's nice that, you know, so many people turned out for it. And, uh, and, and Alex was just like, you know, like just starstruck. It was great. Yeah. It it was great.
2: It was so much fun to see. So I don't remember who I talked to, but I think I heard that Neil's back in the Bay area. Okay. That's
1: correct. He is. He's not living in Reno anymore, but he was, he was here for a while. The reason we know is because NES is still on those machines. Although (laughs) Ted did break NES's record on attack from Mars just recently. He got 60 billion. Oh man. I yeah.
0: remember One time, I'm at a. i am uh I was working in Bacoville, and I knew there was a game on location because one of the uh, locals, you know, in our in our, our group, had it on location. With you know, it's like, hey, you got the. It's like the. I feel something cow, like the blind cow or the ha- happy cow or dead cow or something. A little burger, and brew place. So it was good, uh, and uh, they had a, a getaway, and uh, someone played it, and uh, I thought I did well. I put like ninety million up. And, uh, which since then having Dan's at my house for a while, I way surpassed that score by a long shot. But anyway, I I get high score number four and I was pretty proud of myself. And I look up and it's NES and it was like 900 million. I'm like, all
1: right, (laughs) yeah, I I got a ways to go on this one, you know? So I went to, oh gosh, what's that cool place in San Francisco where it kind of looks futuristic? Um, They had pinball machines that were uh, like next to the movie theater. Uh, What was that place called? The Um, the Sony one? Yeah, the Sony one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the crap was that called? It's been so long since I've even thought about it. I got nothing. Now I remember it was a Sony Metreon in downtown San Francisco. Anyway, there were all these newer storm games. And I remember Spider-Man was one of them. And every single machine had NES on it. And I'm like... NES. I'm like, that's obviously not Nintendo Entertainment System, but that's what popped into my mind. I'm like, who the heck is NES? And then when I got to meet Jeff and he, I said, do you know who NES is? He's like, yeah, that's Neil Shots. I'm like, you mean Neil Shots? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was him. And then when he got NES scores here, even at the pepper mill, I mean, he just dominated and those scores are still those, they're still the highest. I mean, I, I can't remember when, uh, I mean, when I was at uh, Peppermill, I saw he had a ridiculous score on, um, Mustang. Ridiculous. I could never get even close to it. Um, I'm sure it's still on that machine. The sure all the Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. And I watched him play. He played a, uh, it was, um, no good gophers. It was Mike's, Mike Huntsman's And I remember him just trapping the balls and just hitting that shot over and over and over again while the other two balls were trapped. Perfect succession, perfect director, uh, just perfect. I was like, man, and he was just so calm and he just knew the things. I remember he played Ghostbusters and all he was doing was hitting that captive ball, trying to get the multipliers up. And he knew the rules inside and out. The guy was a genius. Him and Bowen, watching those two play, it's like.
0: They're like the Michael Jordan of pinball, or like the Eddie Van Halen of pinball. They're just so like you know matter of fact and calm and talking to you while they're playing, and it just you know what I mean. It's like it just comes as natural to, to them as breathing
1: does to everyone else. And right, it's Neil kind of reminded me of Lyman a little bit. Um, he, <laughs> he had, had that, that quiet, same kind cool of going on, quiet huh? cool going on. Yeah, yep, just quiet a, cool going on. Just a,
0: just a the most down to earth, nicest guy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So that's, that's our, you know, near brush with celebrity. anyway. <laughs> but, um, okay. Uh, you have a cool thing to tell about Funhouse 2.0. It's Rudy's nightmare, right?
1: Yes. Cause you guys, you did uh, the
0: install on or You helped, you assisted with the That's install? correct.
1: Yeah. I was invited over to, um, Jim's location and, uh, he happened to have a install kit that he got, that they wanted us to film uh, the install. And I just did it out of passion just because I was really excited about a new game. And I was like, well, I can get my video equipment and we can shoot it. And uh, we were kind of limited on time, so we only had the morning to do it. But uh, Jim executed it perfectly and went through all the steps. And we carefully looked over the instruction sheet that came with the kit to make sure there were no, no discrepancies and we followed it to the T and we didn't like put it all together and then turn it on to test it out to see if it was right before we filmed. We just followed the sheet exactly what the instructions were. And we filmed the steps as we went through the sheet. And after it was all put together with all the boards put in and everything, we turned it on. And sure enough, the main menu had the classic and it had the new code. That you could select before you launch the game, it worked. I couldn't believe it, but we did not have to do any modifications or any changes to it uh, because the directions were obviously well planned, and we were able to go with that and use that in the same steps as the video. Uh, we did have some issues with like feeding the cords and trying to get it behind the back box and stuff like that, but but nothing as far as the main part of the directions that had to be revised because a step was missing or something was uh, wrong connecting it. But uh, yes, we had a chance to have the installation kit and document the installation process that we have now posted on renopinball.com. So if you go to renopinball.com, you'll see the video if you have ordered a fun house or you're curious about what comes with the kit, it has all of the components included uh in in the video that you see firsthand and there's some really good uh, good products to make the kit work such as a fast pinball uh MPU board and a pin sound we're all familiar with pin sound yep but what they did is they made the pin sound work in conjunction with the fast board which drives the display so the the pin sound is actually where the hdmi connections are uh, put in and then they communicate with the main lcd panel as well as the mini lcd panel which is the mirror which we all know is where it has the the light the light mirror board but now it's replaced with a little mini lcd kind of like dialed in but it looks like a funhouse mirror it even has a little distorted look to it so it was great experience to to have it work when we put it together and to see that they really did their homework and created something that you swap out two boards, you put two boards in, you hook them up very similar to how they were from the old boards. You uh, take the ribbon cable, plug it in into the pin soundboard, connect the USB to power the Raspberry, and also the displays for the HDMI ports. And you got a brand new game, a totally brand new game from a Funhouse Classic Edition with the same shots, but a totally different experience. And when we turned it on, first thing we heard was Rudy sounded different. There's no question. It did not sound like the original Rudy. And I was like, oh, and it doesn't sound like Rudy. And then I was thinking to myself, all right, I'm just going to put that off to the side, not worry about it. And let's just see how the gameplay is. So there are some great modes in it. Um, I'm sure there's streams happening right now as we speak. Uh, We were hoping to stream it, but we had some issues. So uh, we are going to delay that until we get the green light to do that here in Reno. But the cool thing about it is that the modes are deep the rules are understandable and the utilization between the main LCD panel and the mirror display work really well together so you see that yeah, mirror go ahead.
2: display looks awesome i got to admit like that looks really really cool like that is a neat uh, a neat change
1: that they made it it really does a great job because We all know that's probably where the mode starts, which it is, but it does have a time limit so you can see how much time is left. It has a little finger pointing down at the scoop when you have to shoot it to start a mode. It's very visually appealing and understandable for any player that walks up to the machine. And then the LCD panel, I was blown away by the animations that the company produced, uh, Pedretti, and the coding. It was fun. I mean, it is a fun house, right? But it was really fun to shoot because the modes utilized the play field in a way that changed the gameplay, but you still knew what you were doing. Like, for example, there was a mode where you had these rudies that were zombies chasing after you. And as you made the shots, the Rudys started disappearing off of the LCD. So you could see your progress, but the code was so good that it actually interacted with the game, kind of like with Deadpool, where you saw your fight fighting the monster and you see the little health thing. But the actual animations changed as you got through the mode. Very cool. Um, the sound was great. They had some uh, real whimsical type of music creepy music at the same time they even have the funhouse original theme but remixed with of course newer voices and and uh, newer sounds but still had that true feeling of the classic and then there were modes that were completely different composed music that was exciting to hear and uh, the sound effects were utilized really well in fact there's one where uh, you started a mode and you were trying to get Of course, the clock to midnight, but the hands didn't move as fast as the classic version. You really had to work for it to get to that lock or that multi-ball. And the other thing is that the sounds changed with the modes. So for example, when I was trying to advance the clock, you heard chimes when you hit the pop bumpers, but then there's another one where you heard like a totally different sound to match with the mode. I can't remember exactly what it was because we didn't have a lot of time to play the actual game. We were just kind of testing it out to see if the installation was all correct and everything. Uh, but it was like, I don't know if it was duck sounds or it was something with a carnival type of feel, but the sound was different that matched with the mode. So you didn't have the same chime sounds for the, um, for the pop bumpers. They changed with the mode. And in, it also changed for the, um, the slingshots too. So Cool. Um, well, you brought really up,
0: uh, like duck hunting sounds or like a shooting gallery. There's a mode in there at a, like a duck hunter shooting gallery is in there.
1: I don't know exactly. I mean, they did, they still do the hot dog one, you know, get yourself a hot dog. The call outs were really good as far as the acting goes. I know some people are saying it was like, it's kind of over the top, but once you get used to it and you get over the, okay, this is not the same classic Rudy sound. Let's just move on to something else. It it turned out that it 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 started growing on me. I was like, okay, I can get used to this. Even though people will say, ah, I miss the old Rudy. Well, it's not. It's Rudy's nightmare. It's a totally different tone, but it works. And the animations or the uh, movement of the mouth and the eyes from the animatronics of Rudy's head does sync with the sound. So you have a totally different game with totally different dialogue. And uh, you have it, of course, follow the ball movement like we always loved in the classic where, you know, the ball was in a certain part of the play field and the eyes moved towards the ball. They coded that in there, too. And they have some other great things coming out that I don't even know, but I know they're up to 0.7 now and they just released it. So I'm hoping that the streams that are coming out this weekend are going to uh, showcase 0.7 or maybe even a higher code. I don't know. They're really cranking out the code and they really did a good job in coordinating with all the companies and the, and the uh, partnerships with all the people who do the boards and, and the programmers and the coders and the composers and the voiceover actors to really make a solid game. I'm super psyched when we get to play it uh, at press start when it, when it comes out. Right? We're going to obviously have that available in the near future once we get all approval and they get all the bugs worked out and everything, but we will have it on location play in the near future.
2: Hey, quick question. Does it give you the selectable option of playing the original Funhouse like the Bride of Pinbot 2.0 did with
1: the original Bride of Pinbot? It does. And the great thing about it is that when you turn on the machine, it it has two big uh graphics in rectangles. One is classic Rudy's uh, you know, fun house, and the other one is Rudy's Nightmare. So you select it. The whole game changes to the classic version and it utilizes the display so that you still see the alpha alphanumer- alphanumeric uh, amber color, but it utilizes the whole space of it. So the digits are nice and big, but everything is true to the original. It looks awesome. Nice. So I, that's you, a question you, I was actually going to ask. So I'm glad Dan asked it. It includes the classic version. So you get two games in one. Of course, if you already own a phone house, you already had that code, but at least it utilizes that classic look, you know, when it does the the mirror and it goes you know, it does that uh that random thing when the words cross on top of each other and then it finally shows it does all the same exact thing.
2: Right, but I mean the great thing about that is, you know, not only does it give you more options, but you don't lose that original classic play. So if exactly. you really loved Funhouse, it's still there uh but now you know, you can take it someplace that it couldn't go before. That's the one thing I really, really love about Bride of Pinbot 2.0 is Bride of Pinbot 2.0 is fine. It's, it's a cool, cool program. It's a real achievement that, uh, you know, Dutch Pinball came up with that. And I'm glad to see other companies are finally getting a product out there to back it up. Um, and I really hope that the trend stays alive, that it's like, hey, here's a new version of an old favorite, but don't sweat it. The old favorites here, too. You don't got to swap boards or change chips or anything like that. You just go to a menu, choose the old school version and play it to your heart's content. And when you're done, jump to the new school version and uh, have fun in a whole new world.
1: When I observed it, I, I do not know if you can switch the type of game while the machine is on I only, when we did it, it was after we booted up the machine that we could switch between the two, which is not a big deal, but um, I'm just curious if you can do it after the game boots up, if you can switch it between those two different games. Don't know about that, but yes, you are correct, Dan, that you can play the classic version and the new code.
0: Right on. That's cool.
1: So when's the game just start? Do we know? No, no, a date that I'm aware of, but I know that it's definitely going to be something that's going to be available for the public once, once we get through all of the uh, approval, I guess you could say, um, once they really are comfortable that they want to have it, um, I don't know if it's considered tested because it's pretty much finished, um, aside from obviously adding more enhancements and things to the code, but the basic gameplay is right there, um, I'm hoping within the next month or so, maybe maybe sooner than that. It all depends on uh, when it's going to happen, but we're definitely going to have one available. Uh, so if anyone who's in Sacramento or close to Reno, come to press start because we will have not only a Cactus Canyon, but also a Rudy's Nightmare Funhouse 2.0 machine that you can play.
2: Well, let me know as soon as it's up and running. Cause I'll come I will, for sure. I will I will make a trip. I will for sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right on, man. That's that sounds awesome. I'm you know, looking forward. You know, I was real skeptical, like you with the the voice. They're like, well, that's not Rudy. And then the artwork. But yeah, you know i to change the artwork. I mean, it's available if you want to. Um I, but you know, you it sound like, okay, I want to play this. Yeah. I did see a couple of the modes, um, and I'm like, okay, well, that looks kind of cool. So and the fact that you can't switch it back to the classic gameplay if you want that, which is, you know, which is, you know, the right idea.
1: So, so, so here's the thing with that. And this is what's interesting. We obviously wanted to test out what it was like for the classic version. So we played a little bit and I'm like, I'm getting bored of this classic version because I've played it so many times. I'm like, I want to go back to the new code. Sure. And so it was kind of like, I was like motivated. Like I want to see more of this. Cause it was, it was great how they did that. The, the animations are so good. They're really detailed and they fit the vibe of the, of the game. And uh, it really helps you go through the game and understand what you're doing. What is the kit running? Do you know? I do not know the price exactly. I think it's around $2,000. But if you add up all the boards, like a fast pinball and you add the pin sound and the other things, it would be be fairly close to the equivalent price. I mean, I don't know. How much do pin sound boards go for? I, I, four, I honestly don't know. They're 400 bucks. They're 400 bucks. Yeah, okay. that's
2: why when I was originally looking at it, I think it was around 2000. I think it might be a little bit higher. So
1: it might did, be a little I higher. I didn't know if
2: they settled for 2,500 or 3,000 or what, but right. with the included display and the display panel, and I'm sure it has speakers and all that. And It does. It has know, speakers uh, and
1: everything's assembled. It's just the, plug yeah. and
2: play the mirror display and the fast boards mm-hmm. and the pin sound board and all the necessary cables and stuff like that. You know, if you own a fun house, uh, you know, and, and yeah, it's getting a little tired, you know, it seems like it's probably a super fair upgrade. And for a lot of folks, you know, the thing about fun house is that, you know, they've owned it since the nineties and right. yeah, you know, how many, how many times, uh, are you going to put Rudy to sleep and, uh, you know, run around and score jackpots. So yeah, here's a chance to breathe some new life into an old friend.
1: Right. And, and the neat thing about it is obviously we all know that Rick Bartlett of planetary pinball owns all the licenses to the Williams and ballet games, but it's awesome that he found people to have a vision to basically rejuvenate and a, a classic into something that fits with modern pins of today and, uh, obviously it, it, I think it's going to be a home run. I really think that people are going to really enjoy it. it it's going to definitely expand that game than what it was when we're like, Oh, okay. We got multi-ball. Okay. We made it into the trap door. I mean, how it utilizes the the trap door for different modes and how you have to like, you have a million, uh, like a shot to hit Rudy's mouth, which is similar to the classic, but there's, there's other things to it that make it more complex but yet not frustrating where you're like, oh my gosh, I got to read a whole manual to figure out this game. They did a really good job. Nice.
0: Yeah, I'm looking right now um, and it doesn't tell the price, but it tells what it comes with. First 200 people buy it, get a free t-shirt. That's pretty cool. But it lists all the modes, which is really cool. So the new modes for, cause you know, the, the, like you said, the, uh, you know, get yourself a hot dog still there. Um, but now we have Duck Hunt, the Evil Clones Hot Dog Combat. Okay, so it was quacking sounds
1: from those fl- those yeah. pop bumpers. It was. The, yeah, okay. Rudy and
0: the Monkeys Haunted Roller Coaster, Don't You Want a Balloon? Melt the Clone and Evil Rudy Multiball. So, you can check out more of the complete article at pinballnews.com. That's where I found it. So,
1: oh, is it on Pinball News? Okay. Yeah, they talk about yeah.
0: So they tell you what's in the kit, and you know they don't tell you the price. So it might be in there hidden. I didn't see it. So
1: yeah, I have no price to 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 confirm it at all. So I have no idea how much it costs. But I do know that uh,
0: less than a new game. So I'm sure that's
1: less than a new game. Kind of like a you know a P3 uh, module, right? Yeah, yeah. Speaking Speaking of of which, I I was forget to
0: mention that there's another new module. Uh, like a a fan made or not me, not a fan, but not somebody, you know, working at the company made. I can't remember. I'll look it up. We'll get it on the next episode.
2: Right. Well, here's the irony, man. If you own a fun house, as soon as they announced this kit, the price of your game went up $2,000. Oh, Oh, it's crazy how much they're going for. If you think about it, you buy this kit and really it didn't cost
1: you anything. That's true. That's a good point, Dan. You're right. There you go. And on top of that, you're getting brand new boards. <laughs> you're not using the existing ones that could well, crap out, and you have to get a whole new, you know, chipset and everything. And and the other nice thing is that you don't have to worry about the the double A batteries. It's got a nice lithium button battery that comes with the board. So it, yeah, it's nice. I'm willing to bet you that
2: that WPC board will work well after that fast board is kicked the bucket, <laughs> falling off the face of the earth.
0: <laughs> you, you know those old wpc boards man those old system 11 boards god those things are workhorses you know they were
2: they were, just- were over engineered it's ridiculous really? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool you know that's cool well and you think about it right that game you know that Funhouse from you know what 1990 1991 yep. that we're 1990. talking about today that thing was meant to last three to five years in a commercial environment Interesting. And yeah, here it is, you know, 30, you know, years later, still chugging along. And I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, there weren't weaknesses, you know, the batteries and, you know, bad things will happen. But at the same time, it's just sort of like, hey, your story lying on that old power driver board, Uh, (laughs) you know, you're not swapping all those boards out, but uh, those boards were just, they were built to last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they still do, you know.
1: Right. Um, uh is that is that everything, Mark? Or do you have anything else you wanted to add to that? It, th- yeah, that's about it. And like I said, just RenoPinball.com and just click on our YouTube channel and you'll see the installation video that is also on Planetary Pinball's website as well. So um, like I said, it it it's a nice video. It's very detailed, but not too detailed that it's super long. It's maybe about less than 15 minutes. And uh, it takes maybe uh, truly like when you have to fish the cables through and everything it probably would take less than 30 minutes to put it all together. So it's not complicated at all. In fact, I'm not comfortable working on pinball machines. And honestly, I think I could do it myself. No problem. Nice.
2: So to put that into Mark's speak, it's half as long as Mark's Hot Wheels review.
1: <laughs> no, that's a. Cooler. Oh, that's good to know. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. You
0: did good, man. You did great. No, you know
1: what? If you want, I do have a review that I wrote, uh, which was um, hopefully I wasn't too hyped, but I was really excited about it. So I, it was hard to not be. Um, but it is on pin side. If you go into the Rudy's 2.0, or sorry, Rudy's Nightmare Funhouse 2.0 thread, I do have a long written review on there. Of exactly what I just talked about on this podcast. So cool. if you've
2: got some free time, Mark will blow your mind.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, man, awesome. No, that was a, that was it was a good review, man. A good overview. So, um, you know, look forward to uh, the video of you guys actually uh, flipping it and uh, and more about that. So, me too.
1: I can't wait. That's can't
0: wait. Uh, covered all the topics we had for tonight. Um, wow, we're gonna come in. Just under an hour and a half, uh, short episode, but uh, you know, um, instead of war and peace, we're just getting uh, a quick novella. That's okay though, um, because we've covered everything we want to cover.
2: Um, I think what you mean is an appropriately sized episode. You're welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes,
1: and- we did not hit the two hour mark,
2: <laughs> which is awesome.
1: Yeah. No.
2: I'm trying I'm I'm trying to get these guys down to an hour, boys and girls.
1: I swear. <laughs> now, next time when we meet, or when we meet, but when we talk on our next show, I will talk about Indisc, which I'm going to next week. There you go.
2: So clear your calendars.
0: I'm gonna probably be able to talk about playing Rush and maybe something else cool. You know? That too. You know. So, and, uh, and possibly fun house and possibly fun house. Um, Mark, I'll let you start with uh shout outs and thank yous.
1: All right. So I want to shout out to, uh, Jim Martin and Kevin, uh, Kevin Woods, those two put their heart and soul into press start to get that place opened over new year's. Uh, it is an awesome place as we already talked about, but the work that they put into those machines, how they clean them every day how they fix everything that is going wrong with it and basically making it work the same day is awesome for anyone who visits press start. And you, you obviously people who take it for granted, there's a lot of work when they have to fix things all the time because those things are getting played constantly. So shout out to Jim and Kevin for all the work you put into it and your love and passion to share with all of us so that we can go in there and be guaranteed to play any game that is not out of order here,
2: here, right on. That's beautiful. How about you, Dan? You know, I want to give a shout out to Brian. I'm sorry. He couldn't be with us. I know he's, uh, he couldn't be with us. He's, uh, he's had a, a tough week, but i um, you know, I know we'll be seeing him again soon. You know, as always, you know, just a humongous shout out to Michael Hosier and David Hozier and all the coordinators for uh, the Capital Corridor Pinball League. We just restarted our, our Folsom and Lodi League sections and we're having a great time. You know, it's just always great to see all of our pin bros and pin sisters coming out and, uh, you know, hanging out and playing pinball. And while I know that, you know, the experience is a little diminished because of the uh, restrictions that we have to go through, you know, just, you know, thanks a lot to the people who are willing to open their houses and let us in and let us play some pinball. And, uh, you know, as, as always, you know, big thanks to you guys for just coming together and, and doing this thing. It's a uh, super, super fun. Totally enjoying
1: it. It's great to talk about it.
0: Yeah, man, it's great to be able to do another show again. We're di- I've been dying to do another episode, get it, get in you know, get the year started, right. So much going on. Um, Thanks thanks to you guys, man, for being on the show. And Brian, who's not with us tonight, but who's an integral part of the roundtable crew, um, absolutely.
1: And yeah, and, we miss you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. we really. will be on next. No, time. no, we do. Not cause, really. <laughs> he brings
0: this like subtle coolness to it, you know. But uh, and, and to, yeah, the Capitol Quarter, you know, gang for keeping things going. And on the Lodi side, you know, uh, uh, Adam um, is Adam and. Uh, Oh gosh. Um you Dan, cause you host, and uh then uh Henry and Michelle for you know hosting on the on the Lodi El grow side and, and Shannon uh, too. And Shannon, yeah. Oh and hey, happy birthday to George. Uh George Happy Gonzalez. birthday,
2: George.
1: Yeah, man, oh, that's right. Birthday happy birthday. Yeah.
0: And uh, uh shout out to Practical Steve. I just saw a message come in because uh he liked that I posted earlier on our Facebook page. The obligatory, I have not given practical Steve a good shout out lately, man. Miss
2: you, brother. Can't wait to see you at the show. Um, but you know who doesn't get a shout out? Seth, because fuck that guy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh come on, yeah. I'll take. You, you know what? We'll give. We'll give a, a, a. We'll split a shout out between Seth and his cousin Adam, the Holder boys. How you guys doing? Big shout no, out. We to-
2: like Adam, but screw Seth. Yeah, we do. A shout out to. to Just kidding. Seth. Love you, buddy.
0: Shout out to all the (laughs) Sacramento crew, man. All the Sacramento pinball group people in the Capitol quarter. I want to give another shout out, a second one to, uh, uh, to, uh, Matt and Jess here at, the. uh, we don't have our, you know, tournament or uh, league name or anything yet. Um, but we're just trying to get the ground, you know, get on the ground and get moving. But, uh, to Matt and his wife, Jess, and, uh, oh boy shout out to Mo and uh oh you know what in the banisters uh in the Lodi side and uh oh god there's so many people I want to thank just
2: for oh the, hey others. speaking of wives I've got yeah. to give a shout out to my wife for my new microphone yeah, man. It sounds yeah. um, Jamie. Awesome. Hooked you if you think up, that you sound I sound good. less crappy than before, it's because my wife cared enough to buy me a new microphone.
0: And because she actually knows what she's doing in
1: the podcast world. <laughs> because she actually she, knows what she's doing. She does. Yep. She so, knows what she's doing. She yeah, did a good job because it sounds really good. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's and, give a uh, shout out to Mark for
2: making us as respectable as we are and to Jamie for making us as respectable as we are because you guys have heard the show when it was just me and Spencer.
0: Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be honest, it was, it
2: was pretty much a show, uh, you
0: know. Um, yeah, no respectability. It's just we got a little off the rails for a while, but we're back on it. But yeah, we man, were never, some we were never people. on the rails.
1: <laughs> you weren't, no. you weren't, no. We weren't, we like, weren't. Um, you were on your own um, track. We were like, you what are we on? on, your on tracks. Tracks. Eric, Completely to overrated. Well, Eric Seifert. <laughs> Eric Seifert.
2: Eric Seaford and uh Oh yeah, yeah man, man. we uh, big shout out to him he's doing the welding on my uh Indy five hundred big shout out to Eric. Please get it done awesome. this weekend. Not like we're working on the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. And um
0: Eric's pal. Now I'm just throwing a blank. and he's like, dude, we talked for an hour and a half on the phone. It's late. It's like three and a half hours past my bedtime, guys. Um Greg. Thank you. Greg reached out to me a while back. He hasn't played in league much lately. He isn't big into bowling, but Greg reached out to me and we talked for a long time. I had talked to him since like the last Pinagogo I went to, which was 2019. It was good catching up with him. So shout out to Greg. I could do this all night, but we're almost in an hour and a half. So
1: I got to give a shout out to Ted Bagenti too, because he had us over for a new year's new year's party and it was fricking awesome with everybody playing pinball to like two in the morning and it was a blast. So mm-hmm. shout out to Ted McGinty, too.
2: I got to give a shout out to Ed Gruberman for all the boots to the head. to <laughs> I was
0: listening to that. The dry put I had Mickey with me, and we we're picking up pizza tonight, Friday, and nobody wanted to cook. So, and I was like, oh, so I played boots to the head, man, last one in temperament, and uh, <laughs> and because Mickey, uh, Mickey's like, no, I thought, oh, he probably not heard it because I know this, Dad. I'm like, how do you know this? So oh, I have one more shout because out. Because your children are familiar with the internet, bro. I know, man. It's a trip. I'd see, i see I had the like with the older kids, I still have the like, you know, the element of coolness. All those old Dr.
2: Demento tapes I taped off the radio. Dr. Demento. oh my gosh. Nothing nothing goes away anymore. Everything old is new. Yeah. Kids kids have you know, there's there's no limitation to what kids know anymore. Yeah, that's right.
0: So, okay. So I got an email the other day and I'm hoping this isn't like a junk email where you just randomly like this is an actual listener. And I want to shout out and thank you to all our wonderful listeners around the world, dude. We got listeners in like Russia. Okay. I mean, we're in Europe and Canada, all over the place. We love Um, our dozen of fans. That's right. Yeah, man. We love our listeners. So I got an email and uh, it's from Andrew Payne. And uh, it says, I just wanted to share that your podcast has been a highlight over the last few months. I really enjoyed the group's perspective and the no shit attitude. Thank you for all the entertainment and please continue to make episodes as long as it's fun and rewarding. Most appreciated, Andrew. So I I just shot back a real quick. Thanks for the kind words. Keep flipping. And with that. Thanks, Andrew. That was nice. Thank you, Andrew. And for the record, he's
2: talking about me.
0: <laughs> hey, guys! It's been great man what a great episode and a great way to really kind of get the new year uh kick because it didn't start out so great um been a little no. rough um but man, just guys, everybody out there, man, everybody can hear my voice and the voice of my fellow round table crew members on the spinner's let dig your feet in, man, and hang on, you know <sighs> life's like a roller coaster sometimes you know it's a little bumpy, and uh. You know, look forward to good things in 2022. Uh, With that, man, I'm going to leave us out. You guys know the uh, words. Play pinball. Keep Keep America America strong. strong. And we are out. Cue the music, Mark.